Welcome back, my friends, to the show that never ends. We're so glad you could attend. Come inside, come inside. Ladies and gentlemen, prepare to witness the greatest happening in sport. The snap, the hold, the kick is up. Does it have room? It does, and it is good. Are you kidding me? And he's still on his feet. It goes down to the 20, 15, 10, 5, 2, 10. Back to pass, looking. Has Kyle Lennon open one up for the 40, 30, 25, 15, 10, 5, touchdown, 65-yard pass. Down to the 15, 10, 5, and touchdown, Edison Chargers. Follow his linemen, follow the big boys, and get into the end zone. So they go up two scores. What a drive that was. 15, 10, 5, dances his way into the end zone for a score. Now over for Brooks, tips, and Monroe wins it! A drop shot. The pitch, swung on, hammered, deep center field, it's got a chance, gone! It's now time for the Locker Room Show with your hosts, Josh Bowman and Kevin Rasnick. The Locker Room Show is brought to you by Baldoff's Carpet Cleaning and Floor Covering. Bellevue Hospital, Domino's Pizza, The Village Drive-Thru in Milan, Firelands Federal Credit Union, Fisher Titus Medical Center, The Huron County Veterans Service Office, The Law Offices of Harwood and Niedermeyer, Noble Sports and Trophies, Norwalk Heating and Air, Stein Olson and Stang CPAs, Smiley Automotive, and Westside Sunoco on 95.3 WLKR. Good morning, everybody. Welcome to the Locker Room Show. It is Josh Bowman here alongside Kevin Rasnick. 903, a special 90-minute edition of the show today, taking you up to Buckeye football coverage, Ohio State and Maryland, uh, 10.30 a.m. pregame, 12 noon kickoff. And we're going to talk lots of football on the show today, Browns football with Scott Petrick. Going to talk lots of high school football, throw in some volleyball in there, and uh, just get you ready for a sports-filled uh, college football day here in the area. So let's go ahead and go to our first guest of the program, and it's Josh Margaret joining us, local sports writer. How you doing this morning, Josh? I'm good, guys. Good to talk to you. How's everybody there? Doing well. Our game was pretty much uh, one of the only games not affected by lightning last night, Josh. It must be nice. <laughs> yeah, we were in Willard for Willard Port Clinton, and uh, I guess the the lightning didn't get to that part of Huron County. Yeah, we got <clears throat> really early in the game. We got about a 35-minute delay. It was kind of interesting that the lightning, when they came back from the 35-minute delay, was just about the same as when we stopped. So it was kind of a curious stop. I mean, it, there was not a drop of rain last night at Western Reserve. Well, you had, uh, you know, all the uh, issues with the, with the delays and whatnot. But it sounds like that uh, you had yourself, uh, you know, when you did play and when the game got going, a pretty good football was played over there. Absolutely, you know, just another tough kind of what you expect from the Fireland Conference. Tough game, uh, back and forth. Um, you know, what's to be expected from these two teams that kind of turned into nice rivals. And like Coach uh, Ty Stevenson from Western Reserve said last night, they were just kind of fortunate to score one more point last night, you know, a little more execution on the uh, after point after attempts. Yeah, uh, Mug Grandy had himself a nice ball game for the Riders, didn't he? Yeah, 26 carries for I think it was about 185 yards and all three touchdowns. Um, you know, he kind of had a nice role on the team last year and then split in time with Logan Weagle this year and 
Uh, Logan's hurt now, so, you know, the carriers are going to Muskrandy, and, you know, with Jude Munns also out as his quarterback, uh, he's definitely getting a bigger impact on the team. He had a huge night last night. Well, you talk about uh, the injuries for West Reserve, some significant uh, guys on the shelf right now for the Riders. Still being a, a very competitive football team, had uh, had their chances against St. Paul and, and beat a good Monroeville team. And, and how do you think the, the uh, Riders are faring so far, uh, even though they have uh, the injuries? You know, I think they're coming around. Uh, you know, the night that Jude Munns got hurt, it was kind of Rhett Gross was kind of thrown into the spot at quarterback, but with a couple weeks practice and games under his belt now. You know, last night I really noticed for the first time, you know, he really does throw a nice ball, especially considering he was an offensive lineman right. a couple of weeks ago. Um, but, you know, they get Jude Munns out there. He lined up at wide receiver a couple times uh, last night. There's two plays where if Gross was just a little more accurate with the ball, you're talking about a 20 to 30 yard pickup. Uh, and he did have one catch. So, you know, it's an adjustment period when you're depending on one quarterback like Jude Munns to run a lot of the offense and all of a sudden he's gone. Talking with local sports writer Josh Morgan here in the locker room show. And, uh, last night, uh, Monroeville had a chance, uh, to tie that game with about three minutes left. They scored a touchdown and, uh, decided to go for two. Uh, talk about that. Yeah, that was the first question I asked Coach Tyler Nestor, and he said 100% there was no doubt they were going for two. You know, you can debate it all day with three minutes left. Um, Monroeville actually used two out of their three timeouts right after the touchdown to the kind of decide what they were going to do, so left themselves with only one touchdown. But like Coach Nestor said, you know, they kind of hit the wide-open tight end coming across the field twice last night. Two of Monroeville's touchdowns thrown by Isaac Rader were, like, literally there was nobody around the receiver. So completely understand it. They kind of ran it the opposite way. He went right to left. Uh, but the, wide, or the Western Reserve defender was with him the whole time and tipped the pass away kind of maybe a little thrown a little further than they wanted it was really the back of the end zone so nice play by western reserve on defense and you know monroeville still had a small chance after that you got to get a stop immediately but like you know muck grandy got a couple of first downs and ran out the clock and that's it <clears throat> Farlands conference is uh, shaping up uh, again to, to coming down the stretch here last couple of weeks. Uh, probably going to come down to uh, to St. Paul and Crestview as they're going to play next week uh, in that big matchup. But uh, I know you've seen a lot of Farlands conference football this year. Just kind of give us your overview uh, and what you think of the conference. I think it's tough again this year. I mean, you look, there's probably, I mean, I know with the expanded playoffs, you know, more teams are going to get in, but you're talking probably, at least five out of the seven teams are going to get in, you know, depending on how things shake out here in the last week or so. But, yeah, like you said, it's definitely going to come down to Crestview and St. Paul next Saturday night. Um, you know, St. Paul is tough as always, but Crestview, I mean, we all remember how good Crestview was last year. Um, but then you get teams like Plymouth and Monroeville and Western, you know, they can go out any night and beat anybody. So, uh, really, you know, really good conference this year. You know, it's unfortunate you didn't have all eight teams in there with New London going to eight man, but, you know, definitely five out of the seven are getting in the playoffs this year. Now, uh, Josh, did you have a chance to check out any other scores last night? Anything else kind of jump off the page at you? Um, you know, Norwalk kind of struggled. I mean, Norwalk was 7-7 with Perkins there uh, when it went to, went to the lightning delay, and Perkins took over from there with Colin Niebitz. Um, You know, Norwalk's offense has struggled this year a little bit, you know, but to stay with a tough Perkins team was nice. You know, Port Clinton with a big win over Willard at your guys' game, and 
you know, just a lot of good football in the area. It's crazy that eight weeks are gone already, um, which I guess if you make it all the way to the state championship game, that means you're at the halfway point of that. But there are teams that won't make the playoffs. There's only two more weeks, and, you know, the playoffs will be here soon. Uh, real quick, let's talk about uh, the SPC River Division. Uh, maybe uh, the division of the SPC, you're a little more familiar with than we are. We don't really see too many teams uh, that way. Uh, who's the cream of crop of the, uh, of the River Division? You know, this year it's kind of, you know, Hopewell Loudon is at the top of the division. They haven't lost a conference game. Uh, they lost to a Division three team on the road a couple weeks ago, but they are, uh, they have won all their conference games. Um, and second in the league this year, I guess they're tied for second, would be Lakota and Gibsonburg. Uh, Lakota's having a big season. They're 6-2. and two. They knocked off Gibsonburg a couple years ago, played Hopewell Loudon close, um, so, yeah, I mean, Hopewell Loudon is going to be in the playoffs. Lakota and Gibsonburg will be in the playoffs. So three strong teams there. You know, Coach Mike Linto has really built up Lakota the last few years, and they're kind of paying, uh, seeing the results of it this year. Well, let's talk a little bit about volleyball, too. we got the big matchup coming up, uh, round two between Monroeville and St. Paul on Thursday. And uh, how's the volleyball scene going uh, around the area? Yeah, I mean, that's the big one there. <laughs> Everybody's looking towards on Thursday. Uh, tremendous match the first time they played St. Paul pulling out a five-set win. Um, you know, and both teams really haven't lost since then. You know, they're both, neither one of them have lost a conference game. They've proven themselves to be the two best teams in the Firelands Conference. And, you know, if Monroeville wants a chance on Thursday, I don't think they can get, they can't dig the holes like they did the first time. I think just about every set the first time they played, uh, you know, St. Paul was out to, you know, an 8-3 lead or 12-4. to So, I think Monroeville's got to get a little quicker start in each set this time. Um, Monroeville is playing with some heavy hearts uh, there with the death of the player the first time they played. So exciting matchup, you know, very well could be the second of three meetings. You know, they're in the same district. We'll see how that shakes out tomorrow. But definitely the two best teams right here in the area, and I'm sure it'll be exciting Probably a long night inside uh, the Convocation Center on Thursday. Oh, yeah, for sure. Uh, we'll have that on our sister station, 92.9 WLKR Classic, on Thursday night. Uh, thanks for joining us, Josh. We appreciate your time here, as always. And keep up the good work, and we'll catch up with you here in a few weeks, probably. Perfect. Thank you, guys. Good to talk to you. All right, Josh Margaret, a local sports writer, joining us there as we call him, friend of the program for sure. <clears throat> and nobody uh, dresses better and probably nobody works harder than than that man right there. Uh, yeah, uh, just a tremendous asset to, to the community. Not just, you know, our local papers, but he goes outside our area and, and works as well for – <laughs> Excuse me for different papers and and I know he's dealing with a with a loss in his family so you know obviously our thoughts and prayers go out to his family uh, dealing with a, uh, an issue like that but again he just does a great job and uh, does a good job building relationships with people building relationships with coaches and that's what it's all about uh, in that in that line of work. All right, we'll take a break here on the locker room show. When we come back, we'll talk with Randy Horde. One half of our K96 broadcast team for high school football. He was at the Perkins and, excuse me, Perkins and Norwalk game last night. We'll get his thoughts on that and his thoughts on high school football in the area. That's coming up after the break here on the Locker Room Show. Stick around.
Westside Sunoco, located on West Main Street in Norwalk, is proud to provide you with quality Sunoco fuel and proud to serve your community. Whether you need to fill your tank up or fill your belly with a cup of coffee, energy drink, or snack to get you through the day, it's safe to say Westside Sunoco has you covered. Westside Sunoco is a proud supporter of all local athletes. Congratulations to the parents, coaches, and of course the student athletes for your success. Everyone from Westside Sunoco will be cheering you on. This is Matt from the Huron County Veteran Service Office in Norwalk. I wanted to take some time to let you know about what we do. We provide transportation, whether it be for doctor's visits or for other reasons. We make filing claims with the VA easier for veterans and their families. And the best part, our services are free. We have service officers available to start investigating your claims and answer any questions you have along the way. Just give our office a call at 419-668-4150. Again, 419-668-4150. We would love to assist you. Teamwork, discipline, and responsibility all go a long way in preparing today's student-athlete for the years after high school graduation. The Law Office of Harwood Niedermeyer encourages you to support high school athletics and the lessons it can teach. Also, please support the academic and music boosters. This message is a service of the Law Offices of Harwood Niedermeyer, 111 Myrtle Avenue, downtown Willard. Call 419-935-0171. We take pride in what you stand on. That's why your best choice is Baldoff's Carpet Cleaning and Floor Covering. We do things the old-fashioned way with helpful people who know their floors. The best in carpet and luxury vinyl planking for home or business. And we'll clean your tile, grout, upholstery. We even do duct cleaning. And we always stand behind our work. Visit Baldoff's.com and find us on Facebook or East Main Street in downtown Norwalk. Baldos Carpet Cleaning and Floor Covering. We take pride in what you stand on. October is buyback month at Schaefer Danhoff Chrysler Dodge Jeep and Ram in Willard. They'll buy back your car, truck, van, or SUV, pay off your loan or lease, and help you get into another vehicle. New or used, whatever you need. They can also order new 22 models built especially for you. Get out of the old and into something new to you at Schaefer Danhoff, U.S. Route 224 Willard. The easiest place to buy a vehicle start to finish. See all their inventory at SchaeferDanhoff.com. Shields IGA is part of Norwalk's original hometown team, serving the community for 75 years. Shields IGA Marketplace is your one-stop shop for all of your barbecue and tailgate supplies, deli trays and meats for the grill, fresh produce, baked goods, snacks, and more. They now have a points reward system for fuel and in-store purchases. New self-checkout lines, too. Find their weekly ad specials and digital coupons online at ShieldsIGA.com. As you know, Monty, Vaughn's been working on a couple of new pitches, the Eliminator and the Humiliator, to complement his fastball, the Terminator. Now back to the Locker Room Show with your hosts, Josh Bowman and Kevin Rasnick. I heard that. Dynamite drop in, Monty. That broadcast school has really paid off. On 95.3, the sports voice of the Firelands. Presented by Schaefer Danhoff, Chrysler, Dodge Jeep, Ram. Welcome back, folks, to the Locker Room Show. It's 916 and 65 degrees outside. Josh Bowman, Kevin Rasnick with you. 90-minute show today with you till the Buckeyes pregame show at 1030. Ohio State and Maryland kicking off at high noon today from the Horseshoe where it's homecoming. And now back to the phone lines we go. And our guest now, Randy Horde. 
course, one half of our K96 high school football broadcast team. Good morning, Randy. What's going on today? Morning, guys. How we doing? Doing well. Uh, you, you had a kind of a late night, didn't you, in Perkins Township? <laughs> yeah, it was a pretty late night all the way around. It was uh, almost midnight till I got home. <laughs> Well, talk about uh, that game, and you know, we were trying to follow along the best we could, and it was uh, close for a while. Seven to seven seemed like uh, forever, given that lightning delay. But then the uh, Pirates kind of took over after that. Yeah, it was an interesting game in that um, at halftime it was seven to seven. Nemitz had scored for the uh, Perkins Pirates, and uh, Flores scored on a quarterback sneak, and that made it seven to seven at half, and it stayed that way till there was five forty-three left in the third quarter, and we had that hour-long lightning delay, and I think that Coach Santoro put some lightning in the shorts of the uh, Perkins Pirates because they came out and played a whole different ball game after that. Yeah, we'll talk to uh, Coach Santoro coming up here in just a little bit. Uh, he was able to uh, provide us with a few minutes this morning. But, uh, yeah, uh, what do you, th- like you said, uh, lightning there. What, what do you think the difference was there after the lightning delay for Perkins? Well, basically, Perkins went back to doing what they do, and that is hand the ball to Colin Nemitz, create a scene for him, and watch him run to the, t- run to the uh, goal line. That's their offense. And uh, he ended up with over 290 yards rushing last night. And the whole second half, uh, he's the only one that touched the ball on offense besides the quarterback. Well, Perkins is having a, a pretty good year, obviously, and uh, they're the one team that uh, gave uh, Port Clinton a loss, a, a team uh, that Josh and I saw last night. I think Port Clinton might be the most complete team I've seen all year long uh, from all phases of the game. And, and then they you know, they get out, Perkins does, get shut up by a really good Bellevue team. Uh, so certainly it's been a, a season for Perkins where it's been mostly good. Um, is there cause for concern at all uh, getting shut out last week, or is that just because they ran into a really good football team? You know, right after that game, I talked to Coach Santoro. I happened to see him in the parking lot. And one of the things that he said was that, that really struck me, yeah, I'm disappointed, but it's only one game. we got to put this behind us and keep going. And they certainly did that this week in practice. I didn't see any remnants of any of the holdovers from uh, the Bellevue game at all. It's just been kind of an amazing uh, turnaround because very honestly, Mark and I talked about the game beforehand and really felt like uh, it could be a pretty, pretty close ball game all the way through. Norwalk's biggest loss had been up to that point here and by 17 points. Right. Right, yeah, and uh, we're talking with Randy Horde right now, uh, half of the K96 high school football broadcast team. Uh, in the Bay Division, uh, let's go over to that. Now Port Clinton and Huron uh, setting up for a big matchup. Both of those teams unbeaten in the Bay at 3-0, and both getting wins last night. Huron 5-3 and on the year, Port Clinton 7-1. and That's going to be a heck of a showdown next week. Yeah, and I really believe that Coach Holer will have his kids ready to go. Those... uh I've talked to Coach Holder several times. We've had, I don't know, two or three of their games. 
and I really am impressed with uh, their resiliency as well and their ability to kind of put those losses behind them. They've had some pretty tight ball games all the way along, and, you know, they're, they're battle-tested. They're ready to go. I think that's going to be a heck of a football game. Uh, certainly, that's a really, really good football game. Again, I haven't seen Heron yet. Uh, very curious how they're responding against a very good Port Clinton team. Let's talk about the Edison Chargers in a delay right now. They're going to finish their game against Oak Harbor, I think, at 11 o'clock this morning. Uh, they are up 14-7 to against the Rockets. And, you know, you've seen Edison a few times. You're familiar with that program. And they've had an up-and-down season. They start off with a great win over a good Fryland's team. Uh, and if they can hold on to win against Oak Harbor, what would it mean uh, for the season for the Chargers if they can uh, beat uh, Oak Harbor? Well, obviously, you're talking about a team here that is capable of beating anybody. They've got the talent that they need. It's one of those things where some weeks they run up against a team that matches up pretty well with them, and some weeks they don't. And when you're running that veer, you don't have to match up man for man because all the defense has to do is make one or two mistakes a week, and you're going you're gonna to get a couple of big big plays off of that beer offense. And that's basically what Jim Hall and, uh, and the Edison Chargers have done over the past 20-some-odd years. Um, they're able to match up with most people, and that gives them a little bit of an advantage. Like you said, Kevin, they've been up and down a little bit, but I don't see that as necessarily a negative because I know that coaching staff pretty well and they're using each one of those situations as a teachable moment. Randy Horde here with us talking high school football, and I wanted to get your opinion, uh, Randy, on you know lightning delays and you know like that game uh, being resumed uh, this morning at eleven o'clock with uh, Edison leading fourteen to seven over Oak Harbor. Uh, have you been involved in those lightning delays like that, Randy? And how does that affect the team and the coaching staff? <laughs> Oddly enough, it was when I was coaching at Edison. <laughs> we, uh, we went to Port Clinton one night and we got about, I think about two thirds of the way through the second quarter and a big storm rolled in off the lake, shut us down for the night. Uh, at that time, the officials took our videos and would not, uh, give us those videos until the next day. Uh, those were put away somewhere, and somehow we got them back. The idea was that we would not then be able to use those overnight in order to prepare for basically a second game that weekend. Uh, but we came back the second night, or the second afternoon, I guess we played about 2 o'clock, and we had um, a pretty good ball game that night, or that day, and we're able to, I, as I recall, pull out that win over Fort Clinton. Uh, but what it does is it does give you time to, to pick the brains of your coaches. We spent the whole time on the bus coming back as a coaching staff. What about this? Do you remember that? We did this. And what do we need to do against that? And how do we want to attack this? And it really turned out to be uh, kind of a positive experience for us making the best of a worst-case scenario. Also, when I was at uh, Buckeye Central, we had a night where we had uh, a real storm roll in. We were um, into the first quarter. The other team was playing pretty well against us, 
Uh, we were down when they when we took the break. We came back and we were also able to win that one. Uh, and that one was played yet that night. Uh, I made it about a, a midnight when the game was over. But uh, you know, you just adjust the rest of the week's schedule because you know that the kids have had a pretty emotional weekend and they've had a pretty uh, physically exhausting kind of weekend. Well, uh, Randy, we wanted to ask you before uh, we let you enjoy the rest of your Saturday, uh, the 16-team playoff format. Uh, I think we've maybe had chat a little bit about that, uh, the, the group of us uh, in our awesome meals at Vargo's. But I wanted to ask you your thoughts on that. Uh, I, I, you know, it went from four to eight. We thought 12, but no, State says come in, we're going to do 16. And just kind of your thoughts, and I, I'm sure, like everybody else, uh, you have some concerns with it. But there's also probably a few positive things with that as well. Well, actually, Kevin, what I see with it is the opportunities that are provided to some other teams. Um, you know, we're in the week eight now, and there are still some teams that are on the outside that if they can put together a couple of wins could potentially make the playoffs. The concern I've got is taking a, say, three and uh, seven team and putting them up against a 10 and 0 team in that first round, and you get some some real mismatches even in the second round as well uh, in, in some of those games and that's a concern I've got just for the health and safety of the kids. Beyond that I think there are some positives that come from it in the sense that there will be some teams that excluding last year when everybody made the playoffs, there are some teams that are going to make the playoffs this year that might never have done that before. Now the flip side of that is that the playoffs were always kind of an exclusive club. And I remember back when they first started them and we had only four teams in, boy, you had to really, really battle those last three weeks to make it in. And then they went to eight. You still had to battle, but the battles weren't as big as they are as they were then. And now I think we're seeing the same thing now. Those those numbers, 17, 18, 19 teams, still have to battle to get in, but it's not quite the same, I don't believe. All right. Uh, thank you so much, Randy. Uh, as Kevin said, we'll let you get on with your Saturday. Enjoy some college football today, and uh, uh, take care, Randy. We'll catch up with you here soon. Thanks, guys, for having me on. We're on our way to uh, Huntington, West Virginia, to watch the, uh, the herd play. Who do they got today? I guess he's gone. <laughs> yeah, enough of that. <laughs> <laughs> All right, that was Randy Horde uh, joining us there, uh, one half of the K96 high school football broadcast team. Uh, it was good hearing his thoughts on the playoffs and also what happens in, in a lightning delay, how that affects <clears throat> the teams. Yeah, he's got a great perspective. He's been around high school football from a coach's uh, standpoint. I was a broadcaster for... For, for many, many years. Uh, and so he's got a, a really good perspective and a good history and, a, and, and, and really does understand, uh, what coaches go through and, and what they're talking about during, whether it's the lightning delays or different scenarios in the game. He, you know, he knows he can really get inside a coach's head because that's basically who he is. So the, uh, there you go. We'll go ahead and take a break here. When we come back, we'll catch up with Perkins Pirates head coach Jalen Santoro right after the break here on the locker room show.
Getting ready for high school football games? The Village Drive-Thru is the place to get all of your game day munchies and a large selection of ice-cold beverages. The Village Drive-Thru, located on the square in Milan, carries 26 flavors of Toff's ice cream, Dole Whip, shaved ice, hand-spun milkshakes, and snacks. Open late during football games, the Village Drive-Thru can handle all your lottery party needs and has pull tabs benefiting Edison Athletic Boosters. The Village Drive-Thru wishes all the area's high school teams a great season. If your home is too hot in the summer or too cold in the winter, or maybe your heating and cooling bill is way too high, it's probably time for a new heating and cooling unit for your home. And Huron County, call the folks at Norwalk Heating and Air, and in Erie County, call Huron Heating and Air. Norwalk Heating and Air and Huron Heating and Air are your hometown Lennox dealerships. Lennox Heating and Air Conditioning Units deliver you the perfect temperature, efficiency, and energy savings for your home. Call Norwalk Heating and Air or Huron Heating and Air for a free estimate today. Are you aware of any weekly tax law changes? Are you taking all the deductions you are entitled to? Are you confident that you don't owe any penalties or interest because of previous reporting errors? Stein Olson and Stang CPAs have been serving the area for over 55 years, specializing in small business and individual tax filing, financial statement preparation, payroll preparation, and individual tax planning. Call Chris Stang or Todd Olson at Stein Olson and Stang to discover the difference. Never underestimate the value of a CPA. Are you overpaying on your monthly car payment? Consider refinancing with Firelands Federal Credit Union. When you refinance an auto loan with Firelands Federal Credit Union, a team of financial professionals work to help you lower your interest rate, decrease your monthly payment, or pay off your auto loan faster. Plus, now through November 6, 2021, when you refinance an auto loan to Firelands Federal Credit Union, they'll make your first payment and you'll receive a $150 gas card. Apply online or schedule an appointment to get started at firelandsfcu.org or by calling 1-800-276-5775 today. By now, most of you are familiar with Noble Sports and Trophies in Norwalk. Dwight and the crew have been around since 1986. But do you know everything that they do? They do silkscreen printing, embroidery, heat press, vinyl cutting, custom designs, team wear, awards, scratch engraving, laser engraving, glass engraving, and add specialty items. Add all that to their 30 years of experience, and why would you go anywhere else but Noble Sports and Trophies? On 8.5 East Seminary Street in Norwalk. Possibilities are all around us. We see potential in unexpected places. And when we share our knowledge, vision, and connections, we turn great ideas into action. Together, we can make real change happen. We're Rotary. We are people of action. Get involved today at rotary.org action. The Locker Room Show continues on 95.3 WLKR. Presented by Schaefer Danhoff Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram. Back here on The Locker Room Show. Josh Bowman here with Kevin Rasnick, 932. Going to go back to the Domino's Hotline here. Another coach here joining us. Uh, uh, Jalen Santoro from Perkins. Uh, thanks for joining us, Jalen. Uh, we talked to uh, one of the guys that called your game last night over at uh, Perkins, and kind of a late night for you. Uh, how do you feel your team played last night? It looked pretty good on paper. Yeah, no, I mean it was definitely a late night, uh, you know, with the with the lightning delay. Um, but you know, overall, we, we played well. Uh, we played good enough to win. Uh, you know, there's things that we came out doing that. Uh, I guess we kind of slowed us down a little bit. We kind of had some penalties. Um, 
you know, a turnover that slowed us down again. Um, but, you know, after, after the lightning delay, we came out after that. Uh, and Colin had 14 straight, Colin now had 14 straight carries, and, you know, it was up front. I felt like we went in line of scrimmage. Um, you know, we did a good job running the ball, coming out of the delay there, and it kind of took it off or put us in the right direction. <clears throat> Well, certainly when you play Norwalk, you know you're in for uh, at least a, a, a fight. Uh, they got a strong defense. You can talk about a fight and, and looking at your season and, and what you guys have done, it, it's an impressive season. Even your two losses are two really good teams, Elyria Catholic and, and Bellevue. But you knocked off Port Clinton team that I saw for the first time last night who I came away very impressed with that team. Uh, so that tells me that uh, you guys get a victory. Is telling me you guys are, are having a strong season to say the least. Yeah, no, I mean, uh, you know, obviously um... – you know, I think we knew we had some potential coming into the season, um, but with it only being kind of year two, um, you know, and it was really our first off season this past winter. Um, you know, really, I mean, I wouldn't say we didn't know what to expect, but um, I don't think we, I don't think we realized we'd be here at this point. Um, I think we all knew it was possible, but um, you know, we had to have the ball bounce the right way a couple times, and it did, um, especially earlier in the season. You're talking about games in Portland, here on some teams like that when you're down 14 nothing. Um, but you know, the kids again, it's the kids there. Uh, they believe in what we're doing here, you know, and they, they keep fighting. Um, you know, they really have that never die mentality right now, and it's kind of a it's a good thing because we've been in the situation. But you know, it's a thing also. We have to stop being in the situation where we get down 14 points or we we get down in battle. You know, in games like last night, we're in the third quarter and tied up, and you know, it's something we gotta grow as a team from and you know, learn how to again start start off a little hotter and you know get going a little bit quicker. <clears throat> Yeah, Coach, uh, you talked about in there uh, how, you know, the kids kind of have to buy into what you're selling. And uh, just talk about that. Uh, you know, kids, uh, your team, uh, your coaches, you guys kind of got to be on the same page uh, going forward with uh, not just a game plan for uh, one single game, but uh, throughout the season. Yeah, no, I mean, I think it also all starts kind of building with, building relationships with the kids. Um, you know, I, I think our coaches do a great job. Um, you know, they're very personal, and, you know, the Doors always open. Policy is definitely a thing. Um, you know, I think the kids have bought into that. You know, again, it's uh, like I said, it all starts with a relationship. You know, if you don't have a good relationship with the kids, they're not going to buy into what you're what you're preaching or what you're trying to accomplish. Um, you know, and I think again, you know, we have a lot of good kids in the team, a lot of kids that, like I said, bought into what the is what I am preaching. Um, you know, and I think it all starts with a relationship. Um, you know, so it's been it's been nice to see. Um, it's been it's been good to see. Obviously, the transformation from last year to this year, even. Um, you know, it's obviously something we'll keep going upon. Well, you guys, uh, to close out your season, you have Columbia next week, who's four and four, and I'd have a hard time finding a more talented four and four team in the state of Ohio. And then you close out with Sandusky, who uh, is getting delayed against Clyde, uh, giving Clyde a handful uh, 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 last night and going into today. And even though Sandusky's records uh, not where they want to be, still a talented football team. Just kind of talk about uh, closing out your season and you uh, with an opportunity, a chance maybe to win a conference championship and then prepare for the postseason. Yeah, I mean, obviously, like uh, you know, after last week's loss, you know, we just kind of tell the kids, hey, everything you want to do is still on the table here. Everything you want to want to accomplish is still on the table. You just have to play football. Um, you know, obviously, going into next week, you know, Tiffin Columbia is a really, really good four and four team. Um, like you said, um, they have athletes that can spread it out and throw the ball around a little bit. Um, you know, so again, we just got to make sure we stick to what we do, stick to the basics here, and keep focusing on the basics and getting really good at those. And you know, obviously, that's going to be something we continue to focus on as a program over the years here, but. Um, you know, you just can't stay away from the basics, and that's, uh, you know, something we've obviously seen success in when you focus on the little things, the big things come. Um, you know, so that's obviously something we're focused on going in here the last two weeks of the season. And two things you have to do really well against teams with athletes, as in Tiffin and Sandusky both have. 
All right, Jalen, uh, we'll go ahead and let you go. I know you probably have a busy Saturday ahead. Uh, thanks for giving us a few minutes this morning, and best of luck the rest of the season. We'll catch up with you. Awesome. I appreciate it. Thanks for having me. All right, Jalen Santoro, the head coach of the Perkins Football Pirates there, and always good talking to him. Uh, uh, just talking to any of the Santoros, a lot of fun, of course. Uh, his dad, the uh, girls' basketball coach at Bellevue, and uh, always uh, good good to just chat up with the Santoros. It's so much knowledge. Uh, you know, w- when he was named uh, the, the head football coach at Perkins, uh, I was like, he... He, uh, you know, he was the assistant or the uh, JV uh, girls basketball coach at Bellevue, and I was thinking football. Yeah, he was a great football player, and there, there he is. You know, look, look what he's doing there at Perkins. Uh, got them uh, playing very well here this season, year two. Yeah, certainly. He's uh, as far as you know, football goes, one of the the best to ever lace up those black cleats uh, at uh, at Bellevue. Again, led them to the state championship game where they lost to Akron St. Vincent St. Mary's. I think that was 2014, if I remember right. Uh, so certainly, when you he's He's a young guy, obviously, so he relates to the kids pretty well just by age. And the fact that he's been there, done that uh, uh, as a player and, and as a coach, I'm sure that garners respect with the kids. And you've seen that here in year two where they've taken that huge step again. I, I can't tell you, I think both of you, you and I were really impressed with, with poor Clinton last night. Oh, I yeah. said earlier the most complete team I've seen this season, and I think that that's true. And the fact that Perkins, you know, we're able to get that win over Portland. It tells me a lot about the this Perkins team, a team that you know we don't get to see very often because they are over in you know a lot of our K96 games. We don't see them in WLKR too much, but uh, I've been following them very closely, and I'm just very intrigued to see their season play out. Oh, and they got a heck of a head coach there, and uh, Bo Carmen too at Port Clinton uh, does a great job. So let's run down our scores while we got a couple minutes here. Um, uh, Firelands Conference, Western Reserve over Monroeville last night, 21-20. It was Crestview over Plymouth, 43-8. And Mapleton defeated South Central, 34-20. In the SBC Bay Division, Port Clinton over Willard, 49-7. Uh, Huron over Vermilion, 42-16. And the Edison-Oak Harbor game, uh, 14-7 Edison. They'll rejoin that game at 11 a.m. this morning. It was postponed in the second quarter with about two minutes to go before halftime. SBC Lake Division, we mentioned that Perkins win over Norwalk 35 to 7. Bellevue defeated Tiffin Columbia in 42 to 12. And, uh, Clyde Sandusky, uh, it's 13 to 7 Clyde. Uh, 10 minutes left in that game in the third quarter. And they'll rejoin that at 1.30 today. And the, uh, Margareta Gibsonburg game was called off. Uh, I believe due to COVID reasons in that one. So there you go. Uh, I may swing by uh, that Sandusky Clyde game today. It's right up the road from sure. me. And uh, depending on what the Buckeyes are doing, it, you know, and uh, go check that one out. Uh, well, we saw Sandusky and uh, uh, they impressed me too. And, and, you know, Sandusky just with a three and four record. And of course, Clyde sitting there, what, five and two. Uh, Sandusky giving them all they want there. Well, and Randy talked about that, you know, because of the 16 teams, there may be some teams that uh, otherwise would be eliminated for the playoffs that are fighting for a playoff spot. And, and Sandusky's uh, that one team as well. And we saw them. We came away very impressed. Uh, quarterback Michael Franklin, uh, one of the best we've seen all season long at that position. Very talented team, athletes all over the field. And, and you know, so that is if they can get that victory, that's a huge win for Sandusky. You know, Clyde, you know, a, a solid season. They've had ups and downs here and there, but they're solid. They'll be in the playoffs as well. And, 
And I'm just looking forward to, to seeing uh, you know how that game plays out. That's awesome. You get to be there to watch that, hopefully. If uh, the Buckeyes handle the business like we think they should. And, <laughs> um, you, know, you go back to that, that Edison-Oak Harbor game, and the Chargers are another one of those teams that's on the bubble for the playoffs. So if they win that game against Oak Harbor, that really puts them, I think, in the driver's seat, and they control their own destiny getting into the playoffs. Otherwise, without the 16 teams, I don't even think we're talking playoffs but for the Edison Chargers or Sandusky. Yeah, that, that's true. That uh, does open the door for that, for sure. And we'll go over all these playoff ratings coming up in the second hour of our our show a little bit after we talk to Scott Petrick from uh, brownzone.com and the Chronicle Telegram. We'll go ahead and take another break here on the Locker Room Show. When we come back, we'll have the Sports Roundtable with Mark Lane. Also, your Friday night highlights. We'll play back some highlights from last night's broadcast coming up. And as I mentioned, Scott Petrick from the Chronicle Telegram to talk some Browns with us. Here on the Locker Room Show, stay with us. knows that Smiley Automotive makes car buying simple with a great selection of inventory, knowledgeable sales staff, and no gimmicks. Did you also know that Smiley Automotive has an award-winning service department? Smiley Automotive is truly a one-stop shop for all your automotive needs. Smiley Automotive can work on all makes and models. Call 419-663-CARS and ask for Justin Newberger or go to SmileyAutomotive.com to schedule your service appointment today. Smiley Automotive making car buying simple. Other food delivery apps charge surprise fees, but Domino's is giving away $50 million worth of surprise frees, like free pizza, lava cakes, or cheesy bread when you order delivery online. And we found some unique ways to get the word out. Like shouting from the rooftop! Screaming it! We even called Paul Revere. Free lava cakes are coming! Order delivery online and you could get a surprise free from Domino's. No purchase necessary. Open U.S. residents 13 and up through 11, 21, 21. Odds of winning are 1 in 14. See rules at surprisefreeze.domino's.com for free entry, blackout dates, restrictions, and details. Kind, caring, innovative. These are just a few of the words that our patients use to describe their experience at Fisher Titus Medical Center. Every day, our staff strives to treat each of our patients as if they were one of our own, like Fisher Titus family. At Fisher Titus, we're proud to offer our community a wide range of services, from pediatrics to senior care, ensuring you get the right care right here in your own community. We are here for you. We are Fisher Titus Medical Center. To find a location near you, visit fishertitus.org. The Bellevue Hospital extends best wishes, good health, and success to all area student athletes. The athlete's choice to be active, play hard, keep fit, and work to be on top of their games sets a great example for all of us to make healthy choices. And the Bellevue Hospital is the right choice for all of your health care needs. Visit them online at BellevueHospital.com or follow them on Facebook. The Bellevue Hospital, quality care close to home for over 100 years. We're now hiring a part-time receptionist to join our family here at K96 and WLKR. As our receptionist, you'll answer phones, greet guests, hand out prizes, do some data entry, graphic design, website updating, and best of all, be able to tell everyone you work here at the radio range. Hours are noon until 5 weekdays. To apply, email employment at wkfm.com or drop off your resume here at the stations. No phone calls, please. Elyria Lorraine Broadcasting Company is an equal opportunity employer. How do you define strength? Is it physical? Or is it mental? 
Maybe it's both. Maybe it's whatever empowers a person to dig deeper, fight harder, and overcome obstacles that once seemed insurmountable. Discover how much stronger and more confident your children can be. Encourage them to participate in a sport when they go to high school. This message presented by the Ohio High School Athletic Association and the Ohio Interscholastic Athletic Administrators Association. He's a man. Welcome back to the Locker Room Show on 95.3 WLKR. Such a man. It's time for the man, the myth, the legend, Mark Lane, with the Sports Roundtable. Mark joins Josh and Kevin to talk all things sports, including high school athletics, the Tribe, the Blue Jackets, the Browns, and Buckeyes, as well as what he is grilling for dinner. The Sports Roundtable on the Locker Room Show begins now. All right, back here on the Locker Room Show. It's 9.45. Josh here along with Kevin with you till 10.30 this morning as we get you ready for Ohio State football. And uh, why throw it back to music when we can talk some more sports, right? We, we got music all the time. Just well, let's talk some sports. So that's what we do on Saturday mornings when the Buckeyes play at 12 noon. And let's go back to the phone lines, the Domino's hotline. And it is Mark Lane, Sports Roundtable time. Good morning, Mark. Good morning, Josh and Kevin. Uh, uh, what, 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 what a night! And and I don't know. I, we haven't decided whether to blame the lightning delay last night on Kevin or Zach Gall because both of them last week mentioned about how great the weather's been through uh, seven weeks of football and week eight uh, things changed. <laughs> you know what? I get blamed for a lot uh, at, at home, so I'll, I'll take the L here. Go ahead and, and blame me. That's fine. <laughs> Oh, yeah. We've talked a lot about that uh, Perkins and Norwalk game, uh, Mark, so we'll move on and talk about some other games in the area, uh, the SBC Lake Division. Uh, how about Bellevue going to Tiffin and uh, just dominating there over Columbian, 42-12 to in that one? Well, you know, that that was impressive, and they they were impressive last week, uh, you know, in, in their 20, 26 to nothing win over Perkins, and that kind of justified it a little bit. Uh, you know, the Bellevue Redmond, and it seems like every year that happens that, you know, they're, they're maybe a little shaky at the beginning of the season, and they just keep getting better and better uh, going into playoff time. Oh, yeah, for sure. Uh, have you seen Port Clinton this year? Yes, we did the uh, Perkins game. Uh, That's right. Port Clinton, uh, that, was, uh, that ended up a uh, one-point uh, win for the Perkins Pirates, and, you know, uh, Port Clinton's quarterback, uh, Gillum, is, is just uh, unbelievable, and he was on fire going into that game, but uh, just like a lot of teams that Perkins played, uh, you know, Port Clinton had trouble stopping uh, Colin Nemeth. We talk about Port Clay, we talk about Bellevue, we talk about Perkins, and and all those teams uh, are in the same uh, region, uh, and we'll get to that more uh, later in the show. But uh, you, know, you look at you know Bellevue in Division Four, Region Fourteen, uh, they're the current one seed. Perkins, Clyde are all possibly hosting a playoff game. Port Clinton could host a playoff game. And you talk about Huron's going to possibly make the playoffs in that, and, and Edison as well. And it's almost a a uh, SBC reunion uh, in that uh, division in that region. That's a that's a pretty uh, 
tough uh, region right there. Oh, it, it definitely is. And, and that's where this, this Oak Harbor-Edison game is big for the Edison Chargers because they're just sitting outside. I think they're at like 18, and they take the top 16 teams. So they, this is a big game uh, for, for the Chargers here in the next couple of weeks. And, of course, uh, we'll have their uh, season end ending that game against the Huron Tigers. But, you know, if, if they can put together a few wins, especially this Oak Harbor uh, game, uh, you know they can jump back up into the, into the playoff picture. We talk about playoff picture. We talk about uh, conference implications. Big one next week between St. Paul and, and Ashland Crestview. And I know you're familiar with the St. Paul program uh, as you watch film with them pretty much every week. And kind of give us maybe an overview and your thoughts on, on the Flyers' season. You know, I, this year I wasn't sure what to expect out of St. Paul, other than the obvious they're going to be competitive and well coached and on all those things we we do know we'll see from from uh, St. Paul. But just kind of talk about uh, their season and how big of a matchup it is next week. Well, you're looking at two undefeated teams in, in the Crestview Cougars and the St. Paul Flyers. And, uh, you know, that, that that's always that's always a good game in, in the Firearms Conference whenever Crestview and the Flyers play. But, uh, you know, the Flyers, uh, you know, every year, you know, they have like four running backs. I mean, you know, you, you, you hear a lot, uh, you know, uh, Quincy Krabs and, and, and Will Steber. Uh, but then, uh, you know, you've, you've also got, uh, uh, Ben Berger's been running the ball well for them, uh, along with, uh, Josh Pocos. So, uh, you know, you know, they're going to run the football and, and they do have a passing game, but, you know, they, they, they prefer to, to run the football more than pass. And, and defensively, what can you say? I mean, you know, you, you look in, in that, that early victory against the Huron Tigers, you know, it, it was the defense really that won the game for them there. Uh, the, the, the key to the game was that uh, strip by Will Steber that he ran back for a 95-yard touchdown. So uh, you, you always know they're going to play good defensively. And, you know, one thing is the Flyers actually have an extra week to prepare for Crestview this week because of the uh, vacancy with, uh, you know, not playing New London this year. Mark Lane here with us, Sports Roundtable, and uh, we're going to have some information uh, possibly uh, next week <laughs> on uh, broadcasting uh, that St. Paul Crestview game. Uh, not for sure yet, but it is uh, looking like we probably will, depending on the technical aspects of that one. So stay tuned for that. Uh, Mark, let's talk about the Ohio State Buckeyes uh, playing Maryland today. Uh, should they have any problems there? Uh, they shouldn't. But, you know, time, time will tell. You know, the, the, the key to the Buckeyes, we know that they can put all kinds of points on the board with their skilled players. Uh, you know, it's been the defense. But the defense has been playing better. They've, they've made some adjustments, and, and they have been playing better. And, and they're going to go as far as their defense goes this year. Uh, yeah, I definitely agree with that. And let's talk about uh, high school wrestling. Uh, you know, the winter sports or practices are, are, are getting underway and ramping up. And, you know, a lot of teams, whether it's, you know, basketball or, or wrestling, whatever it is, may not be, you know, full squad because of kids playing football. But early on in this point of the season for wrestling, when you're, when you're just getting going, what are some of the things that some of these wrestling teams are doing, uh, right now at this point of the season to, to get ready, uh, for, uh, for their upcoming season? Well, you know, they'll start, uh, they, you know, a lot of the wrestlers, you know, they, they, 
there are a lot of wrestlers that wrestle all year long, and and you know they're they're wrestling and, and conditioning all all the time. But here, uh, late in the football season, that's that's when you start really seeing the conditioning. Now, there's a lot of the quality area wrestlers that also play football, so you know they won't get involved with it uh, until later. But the wrestling season won't officially start until you know right right around uh, you know early early December. But it's kind of funny you had mentioned that because last night during the lightning delay, sitting right next to us was uh, Steve Schuster and, and Bill Hubens. And Bill Hubens, he was, well, he was the St. Paul football coach uh, at uh, one time back in, in the uh, 70s. But he also was over at Oak Harbor, and we were talking about uh, the Oak Harbor wrestling sectionals back in, uh, I think it was the late 80s, where. Uh, I was uh, covering the, the sectionals with, with my uh, wife, and uh, during the finals of the sectionals, the area roads were closed in Ottawa and Erie County because of a winter ice storm, and we spent the night in the gym, and Billy was at that time was the district director at Oak Harbor and the assistant principal, and <laughs> we were talking about him flipping pancakes on uh, Sunday morning, feeding all of us. <laughs> Mark, you got a story for everything, man. You sure do. <laughs> it revolves around food probably a lot of times, too. <laughs> yes, it does. Isn't that ironic? <laughs> yeah, Mark, uh, we, we we were chatting, Kevin and I, last night about food, and uh, then I was telling him about how at the Radio Ranch here, me, Chris, and Nick were all talking about uh, who has the best food in the press box and all that, and uh, Cammie comes in there, Cammie Moon from K96, and she comes in there and is like, you guys talking about food in the press box? It's all about food with you guys. We're like, yes, it is. <laughs> Well, I noticed you and Cammie, uh, you, you mentioned to Cammie the other morning, uh, you know, on the, on the show that uh, I, I could eat a hot dog faster than you'd ever seen anybody. And, you know, I, I trained with Joey Chestnut. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Mark, uh, before we let you go here, uh, quickly, uh, your thoughts on the Browns game on Sunday. Uh, late one, a 4 o'clock start. And that's that's gonna that's gonna be a tough one for two reasons. One, we're playing on the West Coast, and the the Los Angeles Chargers are uh, they're a very good football team. I mean, you know, they got their quarterback last year. Uh, uh, you know, nobody really planned on it, but uh, you know, they, they've got a great defense, and uh, we're gonna have to keep both off of uh, Baker, especially with that. Uh, tender uh, shoulder all right mark uh, what's your plans here on this saturday what are you going to be up to well i'm i'm probably going to dig in some football I, I wanted to do some yard work but it's a little wet today so uh uh you know i had debated uh, going over to oak harbor for that uh, edison game that's at 11 o'clock this morning uh against oak harbor uh, that that could that could be a really interesting game and it's a big one for the chargers yeah, the Apple Festival uh, going on over there at Oak Harbor. So a little uh, sports entertainment for everybody over there at the Apple Festival uh, today. Oh yeah, and you know at Oak, Har- Oak Harbor's, uh, you know that that's a nice nice little town. Uh, I I spent I spent a a lot of time over there in my other career uh, railroading. Oh yeah, there you go. So all right, Mark, uh, we'll go ahead and let you go. Uh, you have yourself a great weekend, and uh, we'll talk to you next week. All right, you and Kevin have a great weekend, and 
Can't believe it, but week nine is coming up. <laughs> week nine. Mark Lane there joining us via the Domino's Hotline on the Sports Roundtable. And uh, just to let you folks know, if you want to check that Edison O'Carber game out, that's 14-7 to Edison. Uh, 146 left in the second quarter. They'll rejoin that at 11 a.m. Also, uh, Clyde Sandusky, 10 minutes left, third quarter. Uh, Clyde leading 13-7. to They'll rejoin that one today at 1.30. So, uh, some Saturday uh, late morning afternoon football, not not too bad. <clears throat> yeah, and I, I think the, the admissions for both those games uh, the rest of the way is, is free of charge. So if you want to watch some free football, uh, you know those two games are available for you. Yeah, have at it. So there you go, folks. Uh, we'll go ahead and uh, let's go ahead and take a break here. When we come back, we'll talk some NFL football. Scott Petrick joining us from the Chronicle Telegram. And brownzone.com. He'll give us his thoughts on the Browns and the LA Rams. I wanted to call, I, I got so confused between the Rams, the Chargers, the Raiders. I forget I, what cities they're in. I'm stuck in like 1997 still. I, I called the, the Nets, New, New, the New Jersey Nets the <laughs> other day and the Brooklyn Nets. So yeah, I can't keep track anymore. <laughs> we'll take a break. Be back right after this. Wait, you're not leaving, are you? Group, put that thing away. And him, guru. Whoa! 95.3 WLKRFM, Norwalk, Huron, and Sandusky. 36-month leases, zero due at signing, 10K miles a year, plus tax, title registration, and dock fee. No security deposit, ends 1031-21. Ram Power Days is going on now at Ken Ganley Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram. Norwalk and Sandusky's highest volume local dealer and surrounding counties. Keep your cash in your pocket and just sign and drive any new Ram with absolutely zero due at signing. Just listen to these examples of our incredible deals. Sign and drive a new 2021 Ram Crew Cab. Three $3.49 a month, zero due at signing. Sign and drive. A new 2021 Ram Quad Cab. $2.99 a month, zero due at signing. You heard right. Just $2.99 a month for a Ram Quad Cab with absolutely zero due at signing. And if you're looking for the new Jeep Grand Cherokee L or Wagoneer, we've got them at Ken Ganley, your number one hometown country dealer. Take Turnpike Exit 118, 250 South to 226 Milan Avenue, Norwalk. Ken Ganley, Chrysler, Dodge Jeep Ram.com. Is there a project or job you are dreading? Let ABA Dumpster and Demolition Services help. They are a locally owned business offering demolition, cleanup from demolition work, dumpsters, and roll-offs. Roll-off sizes from 7 to 40 yards. Daily rate or flat rate pricing, residential or construction cleanups are no problem. The size of the job is not an issue, big or small. For a free estimate, give Luke a call at 419-677-1800. Don't hesitate. Give them a call at 419-677-1800. Hans Henderson running up to the Rutgers 40, to the Rutgers 30, and he's gone to the 10, to the 5, and end zone. Touchdown, Travion Henderson, 44 yards to the house, and it's 6-0. This is the voice of the Buckeyes, Paul Keels. It's homecoming Saturday as Ohio State hosts Maryland. We'll be on the air with the AEP Energy Buckeye pregame show beginning at 10.30 a.m. 
15, 10, 5, dances his way into the end zone for a score. Your on County's home for Ohio State football is 95.3 WLKR. You're listening to The Locker Room Show with your hosts, Josh Bowman and Kevin Rasnick. You're talking to the Rolex-wearing, diamond ring-wearing, kiss-stealing, woo-wheeling-dealing, limousine-wrecked, jet-flying, son of a gun. Presented by Schaefer Danhoff, Chrysler, Dodge, Jeep, Ram, on 95.3 WLKR. Woo! All right, back here in the locker room show, our last uh, half hour, I guess you could say. Uh, we're here with you till 10.30 this morning. Some bonus coverage due to the Ohio State pregame show. The Buckeyes kicking off at noon today, 10.30 a.m. for our pregame coverage with Paul Keels and company. But with us right now, Scott Petrick of the Chronicle-Telegram, brownzone.com, to talk some Browns football. Scott, uh, how's it going on this Saturday morning? Good. Yeah, good. Just finishing up some preview stuff. All right. Sounds good. Uh, let's preview uh, this Browns and Rams ball game uh, out on the West Coast. First of all, uh, you know, kind of talk about, uh, you know, going out there and playing on the West Coast. Uh, what's your opinion on how that affects a team? Yeah, I mean, I know it's the guys don't like the flight, right? It's a kind of a long flight. It's a pain. You're flying back late on Sunday night. But, um, you know, I don't, I don't think it's a huge deal. I think it's a bigger deal for those West Coast teams that have to come to the East Coast. Uh, yeah, and uh, again, the Browns, you know, you wouldn't know it by by Twitter. And I don't know how much attention you pay to Twitter, but uh, <clears throat> Browns are 3-1, and one, but they, you would think they're 0-4. They're uh, just kind of talk about the season. Yeah, there's been some things that some concerns, injuries, obviously, and, and Baker Mayfield's play, but they're still a 3-1 and one football team. Yeah, I think they're playing well. They're right. Where, I mean, they're right where I predicted they would be, you know, three and one. They're a good team. Obviously, you know, Baker Mayfield did not play well last week against the Vikings. We know he's dealing with that partially torn labrum in his left shoulder, which probably affects him to some degree. I don't think nearly enough to be as bad as he was last week. But I expect him to bounce back. Quarterbacks have bad games. I think he'll be much better this week against the Chargers. And I think the defense is starting to live up to the expectations and kind of fulfill the potential that Andrew Barry, the GM, saw when he signed a bunch of guys in free agency this offseason. So I, I think the Browns are kind of on schedule as long as um, Baker plays better than he did a week ago and Odell Beckham Jr. starts to become a consistent part of the offense. I think the Browns are going to be you know, a threat to go deep into the playoffs. Well, I want to talk about uh, your article on, on Brown Zone. If you haven't checked it out, check it out, uh, brownzone.com, uh, <coughs> Scott Petrick's website uh, on the Browns. And you talk about Joel Petonio, a real nice article about him, and maybe a player that, uh, you know, he plays a position that doesn't get a lot of credit, a lot of publicity. But uh, you talk about a guy who's been so important to this team and, and so important to this team not only in the past but certainly this season as well. Just talk about Joel Petonio, Petonio making his 100th career uh, start uh, this week. Yeah, you know, he's been around for a long time, 2014. He was part of that draft class with Justin Gilbert, Johnny Manziel. And he's just really become a fixture for the organization. One of the most likable guys on the team, a locker room leader, an easy guy to talk to. And it's his 100th regular season start um, on Sunday in L.A. against the Chargers. He's from Long Beach, so he's going to have a lot of family and friends there. And, 
not only, you know, is he a good guy and, you know, great guy, as a lot of people say, but he's playing phenomenal football. And you talk about Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt and all the success they have. Well, a lot of that's due to the offensive line. And Joe Batoni is a huge part of that from his left guard spot. And I talked to, you know, Joe Thomas, who's going to be in the Hall of Fame soon, and he said Joe Batoni is the best guard in the league. He's just so consistent and doesn't make mistakes. Doesn't get all the pub that maybe some other guards do, uh, but he thinks Joel's the best, and you know Joel thinks he's playing really well. He turns thirty on Monday, um, but playing well, and you know plans to keep playing for a while. Scott Patrick joining us here, Chronicle Telegram, Brownzone dot com, talking Browns football. Uh, give us a little preview of that matchup on Sunday, Scott. Uh, how do you see that going back and forth between the Browns and Rams? Yeah, I think it's the Chargers. But excuse um, me, Chargers. I kept saying Rams. <laughs> the, uh, I think it's gonna be a really good game. I mean, the Chargers are three and one. They've won the last two weeks against division opponents that are good in the Chiefs and the Raiders. Uh, Justin Herbert is a really good quarterback, only in his second year, but looks like the real deal. Uh, it's a lot of you know he broke Baker's rookie touchdown record a year ago. He's got like ten three hundred game three hundred yard games already. And one more would break a record between Mahomes and Dan Marino for the most in the first two seasons, and we're only four weeks into the second season. Um, he's really good. They got a new young coach in Brandon Staley with Cleveland Ties. He's born in, he went to high school at Perry, coach at John Carroll. Um, really smart guy. I really enjoyed listening to his press conferences this week. Joey Bosa, defensive end, uh, or outside linebacker, pass rusher. A um, couple good receivers. So it's going to be a really good game, I think. Both teams' defenses are solid. I still think we're going to see some points. It just, to me, feels like a game where, I don't, you know, I know the defense is good, and maybe the pass rush will change how many points are scored, but I think it's going to be an exciting game. Um, I'm going Browns 27-26. I, I do see a Baker Mayfield bounce back, but I see a real close game. And, uh, you know, this is a tough stretch of the schedule for the Browns. It started last week in Minnesota. Now you have the Chargers. You come home for Arizona, who's undefeated. Then you have a Thursday night game against the Broncos, and then the Steelers come to town. Um, so I, I think we'll learn a lot about exactly where the Browns are when this five-game stretch is over. Well, real quick before we let you go, you, you mentioned the Steelers. Let's talk about the AFC North, and you know we are where, we know where the Browns are at. We know the Ravens are, are talented, high expectations, and and Joe Burrow looking like the real deal down there in Cincinnati. Uh, but the Pittsburgh Steelers, uh, I can't imagine too many Browns fans are, are shedding a tear for the situation they're going through uh, this season. But just talk about the AFC North uh, early on this year. Yeah, right, three three and one teams, and then you have the Steelers. Uh, the the Bengals are better than I thought they would be. I know Joe Burrow is really good. I know you know Jamar Chase, the rookie receiver, and they have a lot of they have a lot of talent at the receiver position. Uh, I wasn't sure about their defense. Not still not sure about their coach coaching staff. But um, they played well so far. Um, it'll be interesting to see if they can keep up their good play. Um, the Steelers, you know, I still think they have some fight in them. I'm not ready to give up on them. I know a lot of people were before the season. I wasn't. I'm still not, although I understand the, a lot of cause for concern and a lot of red flags over there with how Big Ben's playing and how that offense is working as a whole. And then the Ravens, you know, they've, they're just such a good organization that it feels like no matter what the injuries they've had, and they've had a ton of them, they just find a way to win. And you saw that with that 66-yard kick to beat Detroit, and then they beat Kansas City at the end. Um, 
you know, John Harbaugh, I think, is one of the best coaches in the league. So, you know, I think the Browns and the Ravens will be there all season. I think it's going to come down to those two. It'll probably be decided by the two games in late November and early December, back-to-back games for the Browns with a bye in between. Um, you know, but I, I wouldn't, you know, I'm, I just don't think the Bengals are quite ready yet, but I wouldn't write off the Steelers either. All right, Scott, good stuff as always, man. Uh, take care, and uh, we'll catch up with you here down the road, okay? Thanks, guys. All right, Scott Patrick from brownzone.com and, of course, uh, the Chronicle Telegram, our sister publication for sure. So there you go. Uh, good thoughts from him. Uh, good question about the AFC North. Uh, yeah, I think that the Bengals, for one, uh, I agree with him, playing a lot better than, than expected. <clears throat> yeah, I mean, I, I didn't expect uh, much out of them, maybe a you know five, six-win team at, at best, but... And they could still be that team. Mm-hmm. I think, you know, Scott's right, whereas there's still a lot of question marks for that team and see how it plays out. And, you know, Pittsburgh is one of those teams <clears throat> that, you know, as a Browns fan, you're just conditioned for them to be, to be good and, and to beat up on the Browns, right? And I don't see it this year, but until that, you know, that coffin's closed, so to speak, on, on that football team, I'm not going to count them out yet. Ravens, uh, he's exactly right from the aspect that they just are good, a good organization that just finds the ways to be good and competitive every year. Um, and I do think it'll come down to those two games uh, with the buying between late in the season between uh, Cleveland and, and the Ravens. Yeah, I agree with that 100%. Uh, before we go and take a break here, before we get into our final break, how about our uh, Friday night highlights? Let's start off with our high school football. Of course, uh, these are our Friday night highlights from our high school football broadcast last night. We'll start with Monroeville Western Reserve, Western Winning that one 21-20 on 92-9. Here's Chris Morgan and Nick Hurst on the call. Uh, Western Reserve's Muck Grandy, a fourth quarter touchdown that pretty much uh, put Western on top for good. Gross is on the line. Munns is lining up under center on fourth down and two. Munns, pitch, left side, Grandy. The, mis- the misdirection works as Grandy's got some room to run. Down the sideline, 10-5, touchdown, Riders! Jude Munns comes in as a decoy, and they give it to Muck Grandy for his third touchdown tonight. And the Rough Riders are back on top, Chris. There you go. Chris Morgan, Nick Hurst on the call there. Now let's go to the Perkins and Norwalk game. Uh, Nemitz, uh, the uh, running back for the Perkins Pirates. Here's a touchdown of his in the third quarter. Of course, uh, Perkins won that game 35-7. to Here's Mark Lane, Randy Hort on the call last night on K96. Logan Lesh in the shotgun. He's got Wire and Nemitz back there with him. He's going to give it to Nemitz. Nemitz is back out across the 40, still on his feet to the 50. He's down to the 45, 40. Trucker 35, 30. Jumps over 20, 15, 10, 5. Touchdown Pirates. If this stands, it's going to be 20 to 7 and there are no flags. Lightning has struck again, but I'm not talking about the kind in the sky. That was uh, lightning courtesy of Colin Nemitz. There you go. Randy Horde there at the end with Mark Lane on the call there in K96. And now our game last night, Port Clinton and Willard. Uh, here's a uh, call from that one, uh, but with uh, myself on the call with Kevin Rasnick here. And uh, was Webb a second-quarter touchdown run of 52 yards for Port Clinton? Uh, that game was won by Port Clinton 49-7. to Here's a call. And it's going to be a handoff right side to the 50, to the 45, to the 40, to the 35, 30 down the sideline, 25, 20, 15, 10, 5, and into the end zone for the score. I don't see a flag. 
52 yards for Port Clinton on the jet sweep. Tyler Webb. And that's just a big play now. The second score of the game here for the four fourth and up 13 nothing. Nothing crazy right there. It looked like the jet sweep. It might have been even a read option play. The quarterback kind of held on to the football for a little bit, then handed it off, and a nice play for 52 yards. All right, there you go. We'll listen to the highlights from our Friday night football broadcast. So there you go. We'll go ahead and take a break here, folks. When we come back, we'll go through the high school football playoff ratings, give our opinions, and let you know where everybody is, according to JoeIdle.com. That is coming up next here on the Locker Room Show. Don't forget, we're with you till 1030 this morning. Hi, this is Erin Dotson. Have you been thinking about becoming a state-tested nursing assistant? Our next two-week class runs November 1st through November 12th. Contact us to learn which area nursing homes will pay for your nursing assistant instruction. If you have a caring heart, now is the time to become a nursing assistant. Go to BeStrongNorwalk.com. Find us on Facebook and Instagram. Look good, feel good. No more, be more. Be Strong Uniforms in Learning Center. Whittlesea Avenue in Norwalk. Stop in for the perfect fit. Timing is everything. Hi, I'm Don, your small business marketing expert. With the economy reopening, it's estimated that consumer spending will explode to new levels in the next 12 months. And if you run a business, now's the time to get more customers with radio. A new study found that across 10 brands in a number of different categories, radio commercials increased store traffic by over 20%. Categories like automotive and beauty retailers experienced an increase of over 30% in new customers. And quick service restaurants increase their business by over 20%. And if your budget is tight, no problem. Radio is affordable. Radio has low-cost packages to fit any budget. If you want to increase traffic, get new customers, or get repeat business, radio has you covered. Radio can get your message out to thousands of potential customers each week. To learn more, just give us a call today. Hi, this is Bill Forthover, station manager here at WLKR. We want to help your business grow. Go to our website at WLKRradio.com and click on Advertise. The morning show with Melissa and Johnny S. That's fine, but I mean, if I want a nugget, I'm not. It's not socially you know acceptable to drink barbecue sauce with a straw. That's where <laughs> I'm at, so I need nuggets for that. I get dirty looks when I eat honey mustard like a Jello shot. So you I just need go to go in there, get one of the cups, and just slam a straw in there, and just go to town. The looks you I get are I'll pleasant. T- I guess I'll take some nuggets then. It's probably cheaper to get the nuggets. Exactly, and it comes with the sauce. And it comes with the sauce every weekday morning from six to ten on ninety-five-three WLKR. This is the point in the show where I usually think about what I'm going to eat afterwards. The Locker Room Show continues with your hosts, Josh Bowman and Kevin Rasnick. I typically get a steak because I'm a man. And I tell you, if eating steak is manly, it is the only manly attribute I have. On 95.3 WLKR. I, I'm not, I know nothing about cars. I'm not handy. I can't fix things. Something breaks in our apartment. I just look at my wife like, we should call someone. Presented by Schaefer Danhoff Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram. All right, welcome back here to the Locker Room Show, folks. Final segment of the program, 1015 and 70 degrees outside, and we're wrapping up high school football 
Week 8 action. Uh, some games uh, still to be completed. That Edison Oak Harbor game and Clyde Sandusky game in our area. But let's look at the high school football playoff ratings. These are unofficial rankings from JoeIdle.com. Let's start out uh, Division 3, Region 10. we got some local teams in there. Uh, we have uh, Sandusky, who, of course, uh, still has to play that game, uh, finish that game with Clyde. Uh, Sandusky sitting in 19th. And then uh, Norwalk down at the 23rd spot in that one, uh, leading the way in that one. Norton, uh, the top seed right now with West Holmes second, and a very familiar team in Mansfield Senior in third there in that <clears throat> region. Uh, yes, yeah, senior team who beat Norwalk week one. And, you know, it wasn't that that was not impressed with Mansfield Senior. I knew they were they were pretty good, but I wasn't sure, you know, how good they were going to be the rest of the season. It was week one, so it was early, and you really couldn't tell how good this team was. But uh, putting together a good season uh, are the T.Y. Tigers. Yes, they are. Uh, Tiffin Columbian uh, sitting in seventh there. Uh, they have a home game right now in terms of the playoffs. So let's go ahead and move on to, I call it, uh, the SBC region. <laughs> uh, let's see here. What region is that? 17? 14. 14. 14. There we go. Division 4, 14. And Bellevue sitting on top at number 1. And then we have uh, Perkins down at 3. Clyde at 4. Port Clinton at 5. A couple other familiar teams in there. Uh, Shelby sitting at 9. Also, Galleon sitting at 13, uh, Huron 14, let's see here, and Edison in 18th in that one. So uh, uh, your thoughts on uh, the, the SBC region, basically, <clears throat> there, uh, Division 4, Region 14. Well, let's talk about just kind of how it looks right now. Other other teams besides SBC, Van Wert, a really good football team, sitting the two seed, and, and Keystone, a team that has continued to get bigger and better as uh, the years have gone. Clear Forks had some success recently, they're in that one, and Overall, I mean, I think it's going to be important to uh, to get a home playoff game. Uh, Shelby, that team in that ninth place, might not get a home team. That's a really good Shelby team who took it on the chin last night to West Holmes, 51-14. to But otherwise, Shelby is a good football team. That's just a pound for pound. You go, let's just go 1 through 16. And I don't know if you can find, I mean, I'm sure some of your, your bigger you know, divisions, maybe your D1. But overall, I think this is just maybe one of the better regions in the state of Ohio. Yeah, for sure. Uh, again, uh, Bellevue at one, uh, the, then Perkins at three, Clyde at four, Port Clinton at five, and then uh, we mentioned uh, Shelby sitting there at nine. And yeah, I, I just think that's crazy. Uh, as good as Shelby is, of course, like you said, they lost to West Holmes last night, but uh, they could not have a home playoff game. That's pretty crazy. Yeah, they might end up getting in there if they win their next two games, but uh, they also, uh, you know, Again, lost to, to Bellevue. That was an impressive win by for Bellevue, that's for sure. So uh, I think you look one through, call it one through nine, one through ten, and there's a lot of teams potentially get out that uh, are good enough to get out of that one. Let's see here. Let's go to uh, Division Six, and uh, this is where we have uh, Western Reserve in this one. Uh, they are currently sitting in ninth at six and two on the year. Uh, Ashland Crestview is up at the second spot in that region. Uh, Archbold, uh, the top team there, 8-0. Of course, Crestview, 8-0. Uh, then you have Carey sitting there at third. Uh, Columbus Grove at fourth. Defiance, Tenora at fifth. Then uh, Liberty Center, sixth. And then Gibsonburg out of the SBC River. Uh, they sit in seventh. Let's see, Seneca East in there, uh, kind of on our fringe. Uh, they are, uh, let's see here, 11th in that region. So uh, what are your thoughts on uh, that Division Six, Region 22? Oh, well, you look, I mean, Archibald's been, been good and, uh, they're a team that, uh, 
are the one seed for a reason. I have, I think they're probably the favorite to get out of that. But Crestview, you look at them at, at eight and zero, and you know certainly if they can get past the, the Flyers, that might make them the favorite maybe coming out of that one. But there's a bunch of other teams that are solid. Gibsonburg's good in there. Colonel Crawford's good. We know Rushman Reserve's solid and. And you talk about Carey, who's had some success recently. Columbus Grove, who's had some playoff, uh, plenty of playoff history. And, and again, that's, that's a really good one. I think Archibald, again, is maybe the clear favorite right now. But Crestview, maybe not too far behind there. And, and let's see if some of our other local teams, like a West Reserve, can make a run at it. Yeah, right now, just on the outside looking in when it comes to a home playoff game uh, in ninth right now. But Western, uh, they, I believe Western only has one game left on the schedule. Yes, they have uh, South Central. Uh, next week on the road on 92.9 WLKR Classic, and they do not have a game uh, for that Week 10. Yeah, which is unfortunate because you can use, you know, at this point we're trying to get playoff positioning. You can use as many points as you possibly can. Not if it's New London, if they were still to have been in the conference. I doubt that would have been a lot of points available, but it would have been nice if they could have found that Week 10 game where maybe some playoff points and positioning was available for them. Yeah, that was a big win for them over Monroeville last night. Now let's go ahead, folks, and check out our final region here, Division 7, Region 25, where uh, our local team, the St. Paul Flyers, sit at number one, followed by Lucas at two, Independence three, Cuyahoga Heights four, Dalton five, Warren JFK in six. A uh, team that Plymouth beat this year, Selineville Southern, they sit at seventh, uh, Plymouth, they are at 11th. Uh, Monroeville uh, sitting at 14th. Uh, Mapleton uh, st- just on the edge there, sitting at uh, 17th. Yeah, Mapleton kind of uh, again their record-wise, <clears throat> I mean at two and five, and opportunity to still maybe make the playoffs. Uh, you know that's maybe your argument against the 16 teams, but uh, the Mounties being our finals conference team and more the merrier, I say, from your local conferences. And and uh, you know Monroeville at three and five with an opportunity as of right now they're in the playoffs. Uh, let's see what Monroeville has the rest of the way. We know they're a week 10 uh, against uh, St. Paul. And then, you know, next week against Mapleton home, that's a huge playoff implication in that one. Uh, a 2-5 and five team and a 3-5 and five team. Uh, and we talked about, you know, Norwalk or St. Paul being the one seed and Lucas the two seed. There was a lot of chatter about those two teams possibly getting together this week. Didn't happen. Uh, but, uh, you know, those are the two teams. They're at the top, but you look at underneath that, Independence, Chicago Heights, Delton, Warren, JFK, I think your top six teams all have the capability as of right now to get out of that uh, region. Oh, they do. Uh, lo- looking pretty sharp there. Uh, pretty tough teams up there at the top. So that's a look at your uh, high school football playoff rankings, and we'll uh, keep you updated on those as the season winds down as we're into week nine next week. Then, of course, uh, week 10, and we'll wrap things up in the regular season. And, of course, we'll uh, cover the playoffs here on our family of stations. Got three stations for you to fill the the gaps of all the playoff games. So stay tuned for that. All right, let's get to our Domino's trivia question here while we have a few minutes left in the show. Well, we talked about, you know, playoffs. It was 16 teams now. It was eight teams. And, well, you know, at one time it was four teams. And I went back to when it was four teams. And the Norwalk Truckers, they won a state championship in 1974 uh, when there was uh, four teams. And, and who did the Truckers beat in that title game to clinch that state championship again in 1974? So get in your way back machine and uh, tell us who the Truckers beat in the state uh, finals to clinch their state championship in 19. 19- was it Coldwater? Was it Ironton? Was it Lakewood St. Ed's? Or was it Louisville St. Thomas Aquinas? All right, folks. So you want to win yourself a Domino's pizza? Give us a call with that correct answer at 419-663-4953. That's in Norwalk. Then in Sandusky, 419-609-4953. Or toll-free, 866-663-4953. Give us a call, folks. We'll go ahead and take uh, one final break here. 
When we come back, we'll wrap up the show, get you ready for Buckeye football, and hopefully have a trivia winner right after this. Ladies, have you ever felt bloated for no good reason? Pelvic pain or pressure? Too full, too fast, even if you're eating just a little bit? Not so unusual, right? But if you have any of these things and they go on for two weeks or longer, see a doctor. Because bloating, feeling too full too fast, and pelvic pain or pressure that doesn't go away can be signs of a gynecologic cancer, like cervical, ovarian, or uterine cancer. And if your periods are heavier or longer than usual, or you have bleeding after menopause, see a doctor right away. It may be nothing. But find out for sure. Learn the symptoms. Listen to your body. For more information about gynecologic cancers, call 1-800-CDC-INFO. That's 1-800-CDC-INFO. A message from HHS and CDC's Inside Knowledge campaign. Whether you walk or run for fitness, fun, or necessity, I encourage all pedestrians to be alert, be visible, be safe. This is Trooper Cindy Wilt of the Ohio State Highway Patrol's Milan Post. Staying alert and following Ohio's traffic safety laws at all times may help save you from serious injury or even death. You should always wear bright colors and reflectors. And don't forget to carry flashlights during evening and early morning hours. Hans Henderson running up to the Rutgers 40, to the Rutgers 30, and he's gone to the 10, to the 5, and end zone. Touchdown, Travion Henderson, 44 yards to the house, and it's 6-0. This is the voice of the Buckeyes, Paul Keels. It's homecoming Saturday as Ohio State hosts Maryland. We'll be on the air with the AEP Energy Buckhead pregame show beginning at 10.30 a.m. 15, 10, 5, dances his way into the end zone for a score. You're on County's home for Ohio State football. Is 95.3 WLKR. The Locker Room Show with your hosts, Josh Bowman and Kevin Rasnick. I got to tell you, you're lucky you're not cursed with this charisma. Every Saturday morning at 9 on 95.3, the sports voice of the Firelands. All right, back here to wrap things up. want to thank all of our guests, Josh Margaret, Randy Horde, Jalen Santoro, Mark Lane, and Scott Petrick, and our trivia winner, which was Mike of Willard. He knew the answer was, Kevin? Uh, Louisville St. Thomas Aquinas. After the truckers defeated uh, Akron St. Vincent St. Mary's, they went on to beat uh, St. Thomas Aquinas. So uh, 1974 state champs. Again, which just the four teams uh, in that uh in that uh, state playoffs, and I think a lot of people, uh, old school guys, may wish it was still four teams. I'm okay with eight. That's kind of what I uh, remember growing up with. Twelve would have been okay. Sixteen, let's have a debate about that because not <laughs> everyone's on the same page with that. I'll go with eight, too. I'll go with you on that one. All right, folks, coming up next, the Ohio State Buckeyes and Maryland pregame coverage at 1030 with kickoff at 12 noon. And uh, we'll see you back here next week. Uh, God bless you. Have a great weekend, and we'll catch you next time here in the Locker Room Show on 95.3 WLKR. And that'll do it for this week's Locker Room Show. Today's show has been brought to you by Westside Sunoco, Smiley Automotive, Stein Olson and Stang CPAs, Norwalk Heating and Air, Noble Sports and Trophies, the Law Offices of Harwood and Niedermeyer, the Huron County Veterans Service Office, Fisher Titus Medical Center, Firelands Federal Credit Union, the Village Drive-Thru in Milan, 
Bellevue Hospital, and Baldiff's Carpet Cleaning and Floor Covering on 95.3 WLKR, the sports voice of the Firelands. Well, bye.